Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lisa H., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, August the 16th, 2018, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today, we're reading from the big book in the chapter, Working with Others. We're on page 96, beginning with the second paragraph, Suppose You Are Making, reading through three paragraphs, ending in, occasionally you will have to meet such conditions, and comments will be taken on um, all three paragraphs. Our readers today are Carrie M. for the 12 Steps, Marcella M. for the 12 Traditions, Jen A. and Rita K., readers of the text, our newcomer greeters, Lynn S., and our second-hour host is Deanna B. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, August the 15th, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 11,793. That's 11793. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 11,794. That's 11794. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'll now ask Carrie M. to please read the 12 steps. Hi, my name is Carrie M. I'm a compulsive overeater in Boston. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening, as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thank you, Carrie M. 
And Marcella M., would you please read the 12 traditions? Sure, thank you. Good morning, visionaries. Marcella M., Recovered Composer Reader. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop it compulsively overeating. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive orator who still suffers. Six, an OA group would never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, or prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to play principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you, Marcella M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 96, beginning with the second paragraph, suppose you are now, Suppose now you are making through three paragraphs, ending in occasionally you will have to meet such conditions, and comments will be taken on all three paragraphs. I will now ask Jen A. to please read for us. Jen, star one, we can't hear you. Oh. Sorry, I was unmuted. There you are. You we're talking. Thank you. Good morning. This is you're welcome. Thank you for your service. Good morning. This is Jen A. Recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic. In the text today, suppose now you are making your second visit to a man. He has read this volume and says he is prepared to go through with the twelve steps of the program of recovery. Having had the experience yourself, you can give him much practical advice. Let him know you are available if he wishes to make a decision and tell his story but do not insist upon it if he prefers to consult someone else. He may be broken homeless. 
If he is, you might try to help him about getting a job or give him a little financial assistance. But you should not deprive your family or creditors of money they should have. Perhaps you will want to take the man into your home for a few days, but be sure you use discretion. Be certain he will be welcomed by your family and that he is not trying to impose upon you for money, connections, or shelter. Permit that and you only harm him. You will be making it possible for him to be insincere. You may be aiding to his destruction rather than his recovery. Never avoid these responsibilities, but be sure you are doing the right thing if you assume them. Helping others is the foundation stone of your recovery. A kindly act once in a while isn't enough. You have to act the Good Samaritan every day if need be. It may mean the loss of many nights sleep, great interference with your pleasures, interruptions to your business. It may mean sharing your money in your home, counseling frantic wives and relatives, innumerable trips to police courts, sanitariums, hospitals, jails, and asylums. Your telephone may jingle at any time of day or night. Your wife may sometimes say she is neglected. A drunk may smash the furniture in your home or burn a mattress. You may have to fight with him if he is violent. Sometimes you will have to call a doctor and administer sedatives under his direction. Another time you may have to send for the police or an ambulance. Occasionally you will have to meet such conditions. Well, that's a lot. Um, So what I'll do is share my experience on what was just read. And um, it's pretty exciting because, thank you, God, um, I'm able to sponsor somebody else in this 12-step program. So that first paragraph that I read um, just happened um, with me and another fellow last night. And that's that's pretty exciting, Um, you know. Now that I've taken these 12 steps and had a spiritual awakening, um, I, you know, I did it. Now I get to go out and deliver my experience, strength, and hope to somebody else, right? And I get to read the big book with them and go through the 12 steps and hope that they have a spiritual awakening and they'll give it away as well. Um, But if not, and they're not interested, I know to just let them go, right? Just let them be. That's what I hear. And and that's that's what I do. God will give me direction on that. I can't say that I have any experience about um, having to aid somebody in, with money or anything like that, but um, on the next paragraph on page 97, um, I have written in my big book, warning, <laughs> never avoid the responsibility. And it's a good warning, right? Um, because I don't want to avoid the responsibility of um, doing the next right thing and helping another. Um, and like it says, like this is what I stand upon. Um, and I don't get to do this just whenever I feel like it. Um, this is something that I do every day. This is answering a text or a phone call. Um, this is talking to a sponsee when they call, a meeting face-to-face, going to a meeting, standing there for an hour and a half after a meeting's done and talking to a new newcomer, right? It's all the time, every day. And, um, you know, I think it's such a joy for me um, because somebody said to me one day, they're like, well, I've just taken so much of your time, da 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 And I was like, well, I'm just going to tell you that I took somebody's time and they gave it away to me. So I think that's, that's the big thing that I've gotten from this program is you'll never take too much of my time. Um, I have all the time in the world to give it away to somebody. Um, I will say I have two kids, and they laugh. And they're like, hey, Mom, was that one of your compulsive overeaters calling? (laughs) And they laugh with me, right? 
And I was like, yeah, I'll be back in five minutes. And then 15 minutes later, they go, that was the longest five minutes. Did you help that person, mom? I said, God helped that person through me. And so, you know, we kind of joke about it, but we don't really, um, you know, because they know it's important and they see a difference in me and they know that me being of service to someone else gives them the loving mom that they have today and not the mommy monster that they used to have. Um, And, uh, you know, I'll just say this, that, I've never had to go to a police court or a sanitarium, but I have had the privilege of paddleboarding with others on a lake in program. I have had the privilege of sitting in a car sharing stories um, on the way up to retreats and things like that. There are some great things that have come from it. Um, if that did come up for me, I know I would, I would do anything and I would go to any lengths for anyone because I've said that I would do that. Um, and I will definitely ma- meet these conditions with um, the help of my higher power. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jen A. Um, and now, uh, who would like to share on what was read? Nancy P. Nancy Kim P. G. Kim G. Mark S. S. Mark, I think, Mark S. Yep. Okay. Terry C. Terry C. What paragraph C. are we on? We're on page 96, second full paragraph, reading through three paragraphs. I have Nancy P., Kim G., Mark S., Terry C., two more? Martha M. Martha M. Harlan G. Okay, thank you, Harlan. Okay, um, this is, so this is what I have, Nancy P., Kim G., Mark S., Terry C., Martha M., and Harlan G. Nancy P., you're up, followed by Kim G. Hi, can I be heard? You can. Thank you. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning, everybody. Nancy P. from Boston. Um, Yeah, I loved um, what um, Jen said about being prepared to help anybody. I, um, you know, I made a call and somebody helped me. I made another call and somebody else helped me and took me through the steps. And when I was done, she cut me loose and sent somebody for me to help to make sure that I got the message that it was time to to work the steps and i I was talking to somebody on the phone a few days ago and um about some you know just something that's going on in my life and I said, you know it's so good that i'm that I'm talking to you I said I believe that if I needed help that you would come and fly up here and help me and she said, of course I would, and I would do anything for anybody and I got to say that um you know I've been prepared to help people and I put my name out there to sponsor and I've changed as a sponsor. I've I've become less rigid as a sponsor in terms of what I, you know, what I'm sort of finding my feet, I guess, not so much becoming less rigid. I'm finding my feet and finding out what works for me so that I can be of the most help to other people. And everybody in this program that I've spoken to has got this attitude about please let me help you. Please call me. I've never heard anybody say, oh, I'm too busy. Talk to you later. They've never blown me off. I mean, I've seen dogs that want to go for walks less than people in this program want to help you. So um, get on the bandwagon, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy P. And Kim G., you're up, followed by Mark F. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. I love this line, having had the experience yourself, you can give him much practical advice. 
you know, what does that mean, offering practical advice? You know, what is the purpose of Overeaters Anonymous and a 12-step program? The purpose is, is to recover, right? So we've had this twofold illness. We have an allergy of the body, which means once we ingest certain substances, we cannot reasonably predict how much we're going to have. And that, that solution is absent, right? We have to abstain from those ingredients, those foods, those behaviors that create this phenomenon of craving. But the larger aspect is that mental twist. And the solution for that is the 12 steps. So if I'm going to be offering my practical experience on how to recover, that means I have to have had that experience myself. You know, I remember thinking to myself, you know, when I came into LA, I was told to find someone I can relate to, you know, which to me, or find someone that has what you want. And honestly, I looked for the skinniest girl with the cutest boyfriend because that's what I was looking for. The practical advice is about how we work these steps. I think too often we get distracted by junior therapy and we think that practical advice is, well, what do I do? Who should I date? What should I do with my kids? Thank God I don't have to do that. Thank God I don't have to find people to work with that I can relate to because this is about recovering from compulsive overeating. This is not about being a life coach. You know, once again, my experience was, you know, I was told once you have 21 days of abstinence, you know, start sponsoring. So really all I was, was carrying was, was my diet because that's the only thing I had at that point. You know, I know it's very popular to do the first three steps and to sponsor, and this is just my opinion. I believe that's one of the reasons we have so many sex in Overeaters Anonymous because if you start sponsoring at step three and you have no neutrality around the food, you have to have, be around people that eat exactly like you. And that's a lot of the sex in OA is people who have to have the same exact food plan. I don't get neutrality to step 12, which is one of the reasons I believe, and I believe the big book supports this, that I do not sponsor until I get to step 12 so I can have neutrality around my food so I can help you with your food. You know, I, I wanted to ski after I lost my weight. And when I went up to Killington, Vermont, and I looked for a ski instructor, do you think I would have taken instruction from someone who's never skied and maybe read a lot of books about skiing? No way. I've been putting my life in my hands. It's the same exact thing with this disease. I need to find someone who's had the practical experience of doing the steps in order to have a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps. And I'll just end with this. There's a difference between sharing experience, strength, and hope and working with others. So of course we share our experience up to the level we have, but we cannot work with others and help them have the same experience if we haven't had it ourselves. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim G. And Mark S., you're up, followed by Terry C. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Uh, this is Mark S. I'm, I'm a compulsive reader uh, calling from Florida. I am um, this is the first time I share at this meeting, and I just want to say, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm looking out at, at at my office where I listen to the meeting, you know, before starting work, and it's such a beautiful uh, just scenery, the 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 sunrise, and um, you know, I'm a very grateful uh, compulsive overeater. I, I for one, I, I hadn't worked uh, for for many years. Uh, I don't know if if it completely because of my compulsive overeater, but I was just so caught up in, in my uh, character defects, you know, procrastination and, and so on and so forth. And when I came to way, I, I found hope and encouragement, and uh, I, I actually found a sponsor, and, and through, you know, working with that sponsor, and he, he didn't really work too hard for it, but, but he, he had me meet with another fellow, and, and 
that that other fellow uh, was able to to give me a, a place to live and and you know of course I paid rent but uh, but but I was desperate I, I hadn't worked in a while and I, my lease was up and and I needed to find another place and it was going to be very unlikely that I was going to find somewhere to live if if I didn't have an employment a recent employment history and so I'm just so grateful and I wanted to share that because you know I still live with, with this other fellow from from OA and and uh, it's it's an amazing experience uh, you know the the highs and the lows of it uh, and. You know, it's like we have a built-in uh, working with others every single day, and uh, I'm just so grateful, and I wanted to share that. Thank you. Thank you, Mark S. And Terry C., you're up, followed by Martha M. Hi. Good morning, Lisa. Thank you for your service. Um, can I be heard? You can. Go ahead. Okay. So I zeroed in on the line this morning, which just keeps coming up. The idea keeps coming up as we read Working with Others. It says, um, do not insist upon it if he prefers to consult someone else. I love being reminded that this isn't a popularity contest. This is a self-abandonment program. And when I read that line, it reminds me, uh, it is, it's just drives home the fact that the fellowship is a we program. And I remember one of our special edition speakers recently sharing that um, if he couldn't help someone, he made sure, you know, he, he lovingly uh, tried to find other fellows for that person to work with. And uh, I think you know, this is where self really has to get out of self because, you know, I, you know, if somebody says, it says right above, if he wishes to make a decision, so he's there, you know, he wants to make a decision and tell his story. And I keep thinking and get to the other side and be able to, to do, you know, service with others, man, I am, that's a ripe, that's a ripe uh, um, prospect. And I just, I'm chomping at the bit and I want to help that person. And then, that person makes a decision they might want to work with someone else or, you know, whatever the case may be, I have to step aside and still thank God and do my work to get them to another person or just step aside and know that God's going to find the right person for them. And that is not always an easy task, but it's so important, at least in my recovery, it's so important to know that that's just as important as helping the person that wants to stay with you, that wants to work with you. So I just really, um, you know, really appreciate hearing. And, and I just want to throw in there that when I read this chapter, I have to remember it doesn't say saving others. It says working with others. And to me, that sentence is a reminder of how in every aspect we have to work with others. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Terry C. And Martha M., you're up, followed by Harlan G. Good morning, Lisa. Can I be heard? You can. Go ahead. Thank you. My name is Martha M. I'm a compulsive overeater. It's the first time I've um, made myself known on the line, so I am nervous, and I'll just uh, say that up front. Um, And basically, I wanted to concentrate on the He has read this volume and says he is prepared to go through with the 12 steps. And having had the experience yourself, you can give him much practical advice. Um, About a week ago, I hit uh, a desperate point, many, many, of many desperate points in my um, eating career. And for some reason, after um, 
listening to Vision for close to four years, not a badge of honor, and not picking up the phone and not doing anything, I texted somebody, and I just wanted to share with people that what I did get was practical advice, and I really appreciate it. Um, It's helped me. It's been succinct. It's been compassionate. It's been direct. It's been encouraging. And I, I, everybody I reached out to helped me along the way. And it was anything from have a great day to literally practical advice about what do I need to do. Um, so about a week and some maybe eight, nine days later, I am starting in the doctor's opinion. Um, and I have read through this text many times, but this is the with fresh eyes this time around. Um, I've had about 19 or 20 years in the rooms without any recovery, really, real recovery. Um, so I know nothing. It's It's day one. And I really, really do want to thank everybody. And what it is is just your 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 witness, your recovery, your willingness to just say, yep, I've got five minutes or whatever it is. And eventually, lo and behold, I, I met somebody and we're going to work with each other. And it's um, it's not, I didn't go looking for any perfect anybody. <clears throat> it's, it's just, we're two people, we're addicts, one is recovered and I'm not. And that's the way it's going to be uh, for today, anyway. So I really appreciate it, and I wish everybody a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you, Martha M. And Harlan G., you're up. Thank you, Lisa. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in sweltering Scottsdale, Arizona. Let him know you are available if he wishes to make a decision, step three, and tell his story, step four but do not insist upon it if he prefers to consult someone else. These are very important paragraphs, not that there's unimportant paragraphs, but these are very important paragraphs, especially as we get up to page 98, because on page 96, 97, and 98, there is a theme, there is a word that is unspoken, unwritten, but is there in capital letters, and that word is priority, priority. You know, I get calls from people, and many of you do too, and I've made those calls, and people want to tell me that they have jobs, and they have families, and they have this, and they have that. You know, the funny thing is, I've never gotten a call from somebody that said, gosh, I'm full-blown in the disease, but I never made it to McDonald's today to get those French fries and milkshakes because I was just too busy with my family. I never got that call. That's funny. This has to be the number one priority of my life. I have a business, too. I have responsibilities, too. But nothing, and I mean nothing, is more important to me then taking calls, getting to my face-to-face meetings, getting on here in the morning. It's 426 in the morning here. I'm here because this is a priority to me, because this is 
the renaissance of OA, and I want to be a part of it for my own recovery. And if I've had a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps, and if I've had that spiritual awakening, I have to remember that there were people who took the time to teach me this program. I have to remember that there were people who took the time to make sure that I had somebody to talk to when I had a 10th step. There's a poor soul out in Los Angeles, California, that's got to hear me moan and complain every day. He takes the time, and I have to pass it on. Passing it on is the greatest joy and the greatest miracle of my life. And if I can pass it on, maybe I can catch a little lightning in the bottle and keep some of it for myself. Because each and every one of those people that I sponsored, they were my teachers, and they helped me stay abstinent. Some of them are not abstinent. Some of them never were abstinent. But I was abstinent through the process. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, tried to carry this message, the message of the book, to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. That's number one in my life. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan G. Um, And for those who are just now joining us, um, we're reading in the chapter, Working with Others, page 96. We started with the second paragraph, Suppose You Are Now Making, and reading through three paragraphs, ending in Occasionally You Will Have to Meet Such Conditions and comments on all three paragraphs. Who else would like to share this morning? Ross M. Ross M. Santa. Sandy S. in Asheville, North Carolina. Sandy S. Sima M. in New Jersey. Sima? Yes. Yes, thank you. A couple more. Jody EQ. Uh, Jody, okay. Jody EQ. Ginger C. Ginger C. Perfect lineup. Okay. I have Russ M., Santa H., Sandy S., Sima M., Jody EQ., and Ginger C. Russ, Russ, you're up, followed by Santa. Thank you. Good morning. Russ M., Recover Compulsive Reader outside of Philly. So just listening to the shares and reading today, I, you know, it brings me back to almost two years ago. Where was I at? the mess, the craziness, the just, I was all over the place, you know, and I came in the vision and I met these beautiful people that shared their life, shared their advice, gave me direction, you know, kind of kicked me in the pants when uh, I was kind of moving off track or staying into myself. And basically they trained me how to give this away. Not just not eating, not just um, uh, how to manage life, but they taught me how to share, be authentic, and give of myself, like like for real, like not superficial. Oh, I'll help you. No, they've helped me. You know, and it just compels me. So, you know, inside of me, 
to do that for someone else. Over and above not even eating. You know, okay, yes, you got to give it away to keep it. But to be different, to live on a different plane. And uh, that's that's what this working with others is for me. Yes, I want to be out of the food. I don't want to be a crazy mess. I want to manage life. But how about I stop thinking about I, that I can really be the man that God has called me to be in service, in humility, and love. And it's uh, that's what these pages are showing me. And it's, I'm just grateful for everyone on this line. And uh, my friends here, my family, I just, I'm so grateful. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Love you. Thank you, Russ M. Santa H., you're up, followed by Sandy S. Good morning, everyone. My name is Santa H., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, recovered from a seemingly hopeless mind and body. Uh, great to be here this morning with all of you, and great to hear such wonderful shares this morning, as always, on this meeting. A lot of things are coming up for me listening to the shares and reflecting over my own experiences. And starting with the first paragraph, I, I love where it says that we give them the value in the book and have them read the first 164 pages um, on their own. And that's an experience that, um, that I think is wonderful. And, and if they're prepared to go through the 12 sets of program, so... So that is that is great. That is just a reminder to me of how um, sponsoring ought to ought to be ought to go, and and let let him know let him know that you're available if he wishes to um, to make a decision to share his story. And that's step four, step five um, there. So so you know we don't badger people, and I'm grateful to be experiencing that. Um, not to be badgered, not to be forced, but to like I said earlier on, just to lay the spiritual toolkits at my feet, and that's what um, this program has given me um, and I'm getting today. And also, I, I love the second paragraph, if a person may be broke or homeless, um, um, helping with getting a job and helping with fin- a little financial assistance. And when I first read this a long time ago, I was like, wow, somebody would do that? <laughs> well, I was homeless um, for a couple of years, and I had a, a guide um, who actually did that, offered me financial assistance um, to help me get on my feet. And that was a memory that I won't ever forget, um, that someone did it for me. And so now um, I have the opportunity to pay it forward when someone comes to me to be able to give of, of whatever I have, my finances, my my things that can help them, services for them in any other way, because it's such a powerful, powerful um, effect when someone has done it for me that I am just so worthy and so grateful to be able to carry it forward because it's like that boomerang. Whatever I give out, it's going to just trickle into another person, into another person. Eventually, that goodness will come back to me. And and also on page 97 where it talks about helping others is the foundation of our recovery. And I look at that as helping others in and out of the program. And I get up every day, like it says, um, in 164, we read all the time. It says, asking in morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. So there's people in and out of program that, that I I come across that are still sick, and some don't even know they are. And so I, I help everyone that I can. Sometimes I can just be just giving away a smile to someone who seems sad, um, and that's free. And so um, with that, my time is up, and I pass. Thank you very much for allowing me to contribute. Good morning.
Thank you, Santa H. And Sandy S., you're up, followed by Sima M. Hi, uh, this is Sandy. Um, The part I love is helping others is the foundation stone of your recovery. I've shared many times. I've been in OA for 44 years, and by the grace of God, abstinent for entirely for 42. And um, I left OA for 17 years because I was doing good with the food, you know, by the grace of God and working the program. And the 17 years I was out of OA, I was still working the program. I left because the focus was so much on the food. It was very hard to leave. I just wasn't getting what I needed emotionally. And I will tell you, in the almost two years since I've been in vision, I've had the most incredible emotional transformation. And I feel I can help any compulsive overeater who is aware of also having emotional problems. And I can give very practical advice. I think I might have shared the other day, I had the four happiest days of my life last week. And then yesterday was a disaster. And today I'm back on track. I mean, it, and I feel, I just want to share this, any emotional difficulties I have, which could just come on me, I have this incredible faith that it's just fuel for me to even feel better, for more of a psychic transformation, for, more to, for me to really surrender. Surrender is about a very deep level of realizing I'm powerless and that there is a power greater than myself deep level, not at the thinking level. And I have this to share with someone and totally out of humility because even though I am feeling so good right now at this moment, better than ever, I know in one second that could change, but thank God I have a program. And I was never able to sponsor anyone because I'd get so mad at the people if they weren't doing it the right way. That's not the case for the first time in my life. I am sponsoring someone, she's having difficulty, and I'm compassionate, but very practical. And I'm so grateful to God, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sandy S. And Sima M., you're up, followed by Jody E.Q. Sima M., grateful, compulsive, over reader, living in recovery. Uh, it's interesting that I should follow Sandy, because I came to the OA 43 years ago, and I left for 25 years because I couldn't stay abstinent. I came in thin, and um, I didn't understand what people were talking about because I didn't come in for the food plan. I had already lost weight on a food plan. Uh, But luckily, in my third meeting, I heard somebody qualify on the steps, on step nine, and I said, that's what I need. That's what I'm here for. So... um, I try to share that with others. I know it's not about the food plan, so I don't tell them what to eat. I suggest that they get their own food plan. In those days, you had to pick either gray or orange, but um, now OA has learned that uh, we can't dictate what people are supposed to eat. So it's really about the 12 steps and about uh, becoming a person who no longer depends on food in order to deal with their emotions. And um, yeah, I 
I wasn't homeless, but I did need a place to stay that was convenient for all the meetings in Manhattan that I went to when I lived in Brooklyn. Um, and I, I was able to crash on somebody's uh, floor, actually, so that all I did was go to work and go to 10 meetings a week to get the message, to get the message of the 12 steps of depth and weight so that I would have something to help myself and later on um, help others. When I did come back to OA five years ago and I'm able to work the abstinence, um, and then I heard, heard vision for you, I felt like I had come home again and gotten the same message. And now that I'm abstinent, I'm able to carry that message, message that I had learned 43 years ago and the message that never left, although I couldn't um, be an example of that because I was an abstinent. So I'm grateful to Vision for you and very grateful to this big book. Right now I'm looking at um, the book that I had originally with all my highlights and notes and uh, from 40 years ago or 43 years ago. And uh, it's a different edition. It's the second edition, but 164 pages are the same and my notes are the same and the, the recovery is the same. And uh, for that, I'm grateful because there's no better way. This is the way that works, and this is the way I can help share it with others. And uh, with that, I pass. Thank you, Sima M. And Jody EQ, you're up, followed by Ginger C. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. This is Jody EQ, gratefully recovering in California. So, um, this part about letting someone live in your home. Uh, be certain he will be welcomed by your family and that he is not trying to impose upon you for money, connections, or shelter. Permit that and you will only harm him. You will be making it possible for him to be insincere. You may be aiding in his destruction rather than his recovery. Um, so it's it's tricky, isn't it? Um, we've heard on the line now this morning a couple of people who have definitely benefited from someone taking them in, and I can understand that. And I have taken people in a couple of times. Uh, not when I was married. That would not have been possible, but after I was single. And... I really, it's, it was tricky. It was like, hmm, am I helping them or am I, am I not? I have, we have actually a program called OAnon. I don't know if anybody was aware of that, but there is an OAnon similar to Al-Anon, and that might be helpful in certain situations. Um, the, the main thing is, is that I'm connected with my higher power, and I'm praying for knowledge of God's will and the power to carry that out. And I'm not loving someone to death. As long as they are abstinent and sincerely trying to do, to work this program, that's what makes the difference. At the same time, I don't want to avoid uh, these responsibilities. Am I willing to devote my life to helping others if, in, in, as I'm able to. If I've turned my will and my life over to the care of God, how is God directing me 
Some of us will sponsor many people, some of us won't. Some people are more inclined, more skillful perhaps. They can take on more than others. Question is, what is my role? What is my job to do as an agent of my higher power? And I'm always praying for knowledge of that and praying to be willing to carry that out. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you, Jody EQ. And Ginger C, you're up. Hi, good morning. This is Ginger C, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. And so grateful to be on the line this morning. And so grateful and just want to give the biggest shout out to A Vision for You. I, um, like many of you guys, have recovery in other rooms. And I've just never seen 12-step like in this meeting. And I personally do not know if I would be as engaged and as excited as I am still two and a half years after putting the food down without this meeting. And I know it's all from this power, but there is such power in a vision for you. And we follow it precisely. And I love this first paragraph. This is something that I see many visionaries doing. You know, a kindly act once in a while is not enough. We have to be doing this daily. And someone just spoke recently, 10, 11, and 12 daily. That is our fit spiritual condition. And, you know, you know you're doing the deal by the last time you heard someone's fist step. You know, and I share that in another 12-step room, and, and I have people, like, coming up to me after the meeting and asking questions. But, you know, holding on to a sponsor or sponsee and 10 years later and you guys are friends and having coffee, is that doing the deal? Is that this strenuous work that the forward talked about? No, it's daily, daily in this book with others and reading line by line to them. You know, don't tell them to just go home and read the book alone. Read it to them. Let it come alive. Let them see these words fly off this page and then start to fall into their heart because then the greatest gift is that they get out of themselves and they get into others because that's really, that's what we're here to do. 77, our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and the people about us each and every day. But I just, I cannot, again, give the... Best shout out. I love this vision for you meeting. And I'm so grateful that uh, my higher power brought me to that convention in Virginia Beach because that's where it all began. And I pray that I just keep on keeping on because this disease is working just as hard and never taking a day off. And if anything, working overtime to get me back. And I cannot afford to go back because I don't think I will come back to OA another time. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger C. And I think we have time for about three more shares. Who would like to share? Julianne K. Laurianne L. Anna K. and Laurianne. Okay, let me make sure. Uh, you'll have to. So say again, Julie. I didn't get the first initial of your last name. Anna H. K. H. Thank you, Julie. And then Anna K. And then Laura. Laura. Lauren. Lori Ann L. Lori Ann. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> thank you. Okay, Julie H. You're up, followed by Anna K. Hi. Good morning. Thank you. <clears throat> My name is Julie H. Recovering in New Jersey. Someone says, but do not insist upon it. 
if he prefers to consult someone else. So I'm a life force sponsor now. Um, I joined Vision almost a year ago, and my first three sponsors, they fired me because um, I couldn't remain abstinent and my hair was just not on fire. And now I'm abstinent, and I'm working the program like my hair is on fire with my fourth sponsor. <clears throat> but each sponsor brought me a little closer to where I am today. It didn't work for me, um, and I couldn't get to the place of where I am now. But they did bring me closer and closer. So it did work at a point, but then it just, for me, it stopped working. And now I am with somebody new, and I'm so grateful for that. And I'm grateful for the past sponsors that I had, too. But it's not insulting to them that I didn't get recovered. I just needed to get to where I'm at now with someone else. And the way I'm working my program with her, it just it's working with me. The type of sponsoring that she's doing, I'm able to relate to it. And I'm able to do that kind of work. And I'm getting recovered. So that sentence, it really stands out for me. And um, I'm just so grateful and happy that um, they didn't insist on keeping me. Um, and they just, they said, it's not working. And they just let me go and fired me. And now I am. I found somebody who, it's working. It is working for me. And thank God. Thank God for this. And I pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Julie H. And Anna K., you're, uh, you're up, followed by Laurie Ann L. Thank you very much. Can you hear me? This is Anna K. I I can. Uh-huh. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Anna K. again, um, very compulsive overreader, recovered in the Poconos in Pennsylvania. And um, I guess I have a lot of things to say, but I will say when I first met my, the man who was in my life 28 years ago, and I told him I was a compulsive overeater. I was thin, and he went, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, you are. And at that point, I was losing it. I had an X number of years of abstinence and whatever. It wasn't recovered like vision. And I proceeded to gain well, my way back plus more. And he didn't, he didn't get it. He didn't get over it. But I went in and out of the rooms for decades. I'm very grateful I found vision, let me tell you. Saved my life. But... He now, doesn't matter how many phone calls I take, I have to say I'm very grateful I have someone in my life who can understand that I can't be there for him for his every little whim. You know, we're both retired. So I'm lucky. There are people who are not that lucky. But I still have to remember that I have to pay attention to him. So I don't ever, let's say, oh, this is the time I'm going to draw the line. I won't take a call or this or that. No, I, I, I can't do that because everybody has different schedules and I need this program and I need to give it away. But I have to remember that it can't take everything away from my home life. And my mom, I go see my mom. I'm with her. I have to be with her, take care of her, blah, blah, blah. Oops, I got to call mom. Listen, I'm, so I go in the other room. Or I take a call. Or I know him. Whatever it is, I have to give it away. Or I have to talk or be there. Or for a phone number that comes up on the phone. I don't know this number. Could it be a robocall? 
a lot of times it's not. It's somebody who's just cold. And I, and, or from a number that they're using that's different and it's someone I know. I can't just only look at my phone and go, oh, I know that person and that's who I'll pick it up. And giving it away is so many different levels. So I, from the sponsors I have, and my beloved sponsor and everyone I listen to on this line, it comes so much, but I still have to remember that I have the people in my life and, and remember that I'm so grateful that they are willing to see the change in me and know that I need to devote so much of my life to stay recovered. I have to give it away. But there's that fine line between my loved ones and my loved ones in program. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, everybody. Bye. Thank you, Anna Kay. And Laurianne L., you're up. Good morning. This is Laurianne L., a compulsive overeater from Sayreville, New Jersey. Good morning. Uh, giving back is so important. Uh, on Mother's Day, this is so strange. It's just God's work. I dialed the wrong number, and I was dialing my mom, and I dialed 732 area code, and my mom is in New York, and she's 718. And I got a woman on the phone who uh, we actually were praying to God at the same time. I was praying that I wouldn't overeat at my mom's house on Mother's Day. And she was, uh, she's a disabled woman who lives alone, and she was stuck in the bathroom and saying to God, please just get me out of this bathroom. I will serve you, my Lord. She's very religious. And uh, I made a connection with her, and we just started talking, and I heard her say something about the Lord and her higher power. And I said, uh, I said, are you going to read as anonymous? And she said, yes, I am. And uh, that was God's message to me, saying she needed me and I needed her. Um, her children all left her because she's also a recovering uh, alcoholic. And she's alone and she's so afraid and she doesn't want to die alone. And we found each other. She's my sponsor. And I serve her and everyone else that I can every single day. I call her. I go to. She she only lives one zip code away from me uh, in New Jersey. So I I do my best to help. Uh, I've included her and my family into my family functions. She's part of the family, and it's so strong. She's my sister. She's my sister in recovery. She teaches me things every day. She even taught me how to read the Bible. I never even knew the verse. And everything that I could possibly want in a person, a mom. She's even a mom to me. I'm so grateful. Uh, she hasn't been out of the house in three years. And I, I got her out of the house. And all she wanted to do was, was have fish at Red Lobster. And I took her, and I never saw somebody eat that way in my entire life. It was so humbling. It was almost looking at someone who hasn't eaten in months. Um, and that made my heart smile. God's peace is within me, so it's so easy for me to help others. And in helping others, I'm strengthening my own recovery. With that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Laurianne L. And we've come to the end of our sharing. And Thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Uh, the share ID for today, Thursday, August the 16th, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting 
is 11,796. That's 11796. We'll now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Rita Kay, will you please read A Vision for You? Yes, good morning. This is Rita Kay, recovered in Kansas. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your house, if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.